The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hello there, all my lovely friends and vegans and pregans. What a pleasure to have you with us today. I've got to tell you where I'm talking to you from. I am in Alachua, Florida, that's near Gainesville, at the most amazing place. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you might remember that this time last year I was in Paris. And that was a difficult trip for me. It was cold and wintry, and I had a hard time finding the food I was looking for. And although I met some beautiful, beautiful people and made some friends, which was wonderful, that was a trip that took some energy from me. And here I am at this incredible place called the Ayurveda Health Retreat Center. And I just have to tell you, I, I am just in the lap of spirituality and happiness. I feel so, so good. So I invite you to check out the Ayurveda Health Retreat. They're usually lacto-vegetarian. They don't use eggs and they don't use meat or fish, but they do use some dairy products. However, because they knew they had a vegan this week, they're doing everything vegan, which is really nice. And the man who is in charge, um, Richard Masla, he's, he's a true yogi, and he was singing for us the first night and said, there was this saint in Italy several hundred years ago. He approved of veganism, and then he sang the prayer of St. Francis. It was, it was just divine. This place is wonderful. So I invite you to check it out. And I'm sure that one of the reasons that I'm having such a great time is that I'm taking some time off and I'm going somewhere different and I'm seeing different things and having a different experience. And that is at the essence of what my first guest is all about. He is Dustin Harder, the vegan roadie. Now, you probably remember Dustin if you've been listening a while, because last year when I was in Paris was when Dustin was on the show the first time. But I wanted to bring him back because his YouTube show, The Vegan Roadie, is so good. His production values are so high, you would think you were watching network TV and the spirit of what he does is so cool because he goes around the country, usually not the great big cities, usually not the L.A., New York kind of places, but kind of off the beaten path places to find fabulous vegan food and share it with us. And season two is uh, about to happen. So I did want to invite Dustin back. He's a graduate of the Natural Gourmet Institute and is a personal chef in New York City. And he's about to embark on the Vegan Roadie Tour 2016 with 11 brand new episodes to premiere this summer. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Victoria. How are you? I am terrific and fabulous and peaceful and yogic, so all pretty good around here. So 
I just wanted for the I love people, it. I'm feeling peaceful just listening to you. You know, it is contagious. It really, really is. And something that <laughs> I've learned down here, and it applies to you too, Dustin, they talk about your dharma, like your calling. And when you yeah. know that you've found this thing you're supposed to do in life, you get so peaceful. And there is no question that at least for now, you are so doing what you came to this earth to do because the vegan roti is fabulous. It's not just good. It's sensational. Oh, so tell us how it all started. Uh, I used to tour so much uh, for a living uh, within within musical theater, and I became vegan. It became difficult to eat on the road. And when I kind of took a break from theater and focused on culinary arts, I kind of was like, what am I going to do with this? I meshed the two together, was watching TV, and was like, you know, how do I entertain and bring this to the table, food to the table, and watching TV and realizing there's nothing for us out there. Um, and sort of the vegan roadie was born then, you know, it's essentially a plant-based version of diners, drive-ins and dives for people that that resonates with. And, um, I just felt like it had to be done. Well, you do it beautifully and, and you do it on YouTube. Now, let me ask you if one of the cooking networks came to you and said, we want you for broadcast television, would you make that switch? I would, you know, I mean, the answer, of course, is yes, but there would be so many elements to be considered before making a switch like that. Right now, we have the freedom to talk to the people we want to talk to and do the show that we want to do. And of course, I mean, as you know, when you start working with other elements, you you just um, sometimes you lose your original intention. So I would never want that to happen. Well, it's very interesting because I know that a lot of people who listen to this show have YouTube channels. And they would love to be doing what you do, which is extremely professional. So can you just give us a little help here? Like for anybody wanting to make their YouTube channel successful or better, and then maybe somebody who might be looking to really expand into the more TV quality YouTube production, how does a fellow vegan uh, go about that? <laughs> well, so much credit is given to my cameraman, Andrew Williams, who comes with me on this journey. And he really, really just brings it to the table, whether it's, you know, production or post-production, pre-production. He's always thinking of how he personally can make it better. So the the end result does not rest completely on my shoulders. You know, I do a lot of the pre-planning and the scheduling and writing the script and contacting the restaurants and all of that stuff. But then Drew is always busy trying to make the content as best as we can possibly make it. Sometimes, you know, we're at a shoot and I'm trying to hurry things along. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm always grateful he takes the time to do it because he makes sure that everything is top notch. But I guess my biggest advice would be to focus, you know, on your quality. If it means spending a couple extra dollars, if you're recording everything on your own to get a better camera and, you know, produce better sound quality, spend that few extra dollars on it so that the results really show through in your, your content. Mm. This is also interesting to me in this um, place where I am now and everything just seems uh, kind of heightened. And this morning we went to a place called the Temple of the Universe, which sounds kind of new agey, but it's not. It's just really, ah, really a, a beautiful, wonderful place. And they were talking about doing everything in your life to the glory of God. And you can certainly use whatever word you want there. But when I think about that, I think about making everything I do of the highest possible quality. And that's always what I get when I watch the vegan roadie. You have never disappointed me. So tell us how season two is going to (laughs) be. What do we have to look forward to this summer? I can, I just have to say, I can tell you're having such an amazing time because I'm smiling just listening to you. I really, really can tell you're having a wonderful experience, but I, anyway, I season two is so exciting because we're actually partnering with field roast grain meat and we're doing, cookouts across the country for free as we travel and we hit new towns to film new episodes. So basically we're going to pop up shop in, you know, parking lots of supermarkets and stadiums and hand out vegan food to the masses for free. So maybe hopefully into people's hands who might not otherwise try it. Um, And then we're going to film brand new episodes as we go along, you know, highlighting those chefs across the country that are creating fantastic food. That is so exciting. And the field roast people, I think, are providing you with a vehicle? This is correct. They're, they're providing me with a vehicle that's also going to be wrapped in the Vegan Roadie logo. So we're going to be driving the Whoa. word vegan 
vegan across the highways of uh, America. So that's also just a, a huge, not just a push for the show, but just for the word vegan to have it out there on the daily. You know, it's basically a, a, a mobile billboard for the word vegan. So it's fantastic. Oh, that is fantastic. That That is truly exciting. So do you know yet where you're going, what towns you're going to be hitting? We are starting in Seattle to pick up the van there, and then we will do some stops along the way as we head down to film another episode in San Antonio, and then New Orleans, Atlanta. We're going to stop over in Asheville because everybody was so – everyone has kept asking me, have you gone to Asheville? Have you gone to Asheville? And the truth is I have gone to Asheville, and I love it there. Um, and I think with people being so interested, we needed to, I, I, I was like, okay, we need to do this place. We need to showcase it for everyone to see, because there are some, some fantastic restaurants there. Um, and then up to DC, we're going to head over to Minneapolis, Kansas city, um, Salt Lake city. And then we're going to hit the Mecca and we're going to do Portland. So people can see, hopefully get inspired by that community. It's such a such a large place for veganism and so many things are happening there. So I, I think uh, an episode showcasing that will be really helpful to people who maybe don't have that and help inspire them to start building communities of their own. Um, and then we're going to close things off actually in Vancouver in Canada. So I'm really excited about that. What a tour. Talk about see America first. I, North crazy, America. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love it. I love it. Asheville is amazing. I'm so glad you're going to Kansas city, my hometown. And where Jeff Comfort, our engineer, is doing the show from at this very moment. And, you know, when I left Kansas City, I would not say that it was a vegan hot spot, but it sure is now. And I'm just so excited about that. So what excites you the most about getting back out on the road? The people. Last season, <laughs> when we were going to these restaurants, the coolest thing about it was, I, I as a as an actor, I mean, I used to be an actor. I used to wait a lot of tables in restaurants where people sort of, you know, you showed up, managers didn't know your name, and they called you the dishwasher or the waiter or whatever. Every oh. single vegan restaurant I went to, everyone knew everyone's name, and they were all very immersed in the community around them. They were buying locally. And, uh, you know, many of the places were comp composting everything. And, you know, sustainability was number one on their, their priority list. So, I mean, it's just fantastic to meet these people who are so, so into their community and building strong community around them. So I can't wait to meet the people again in these different towns. Well, who's the most memorable person you met during season one? Oh my goodness. I, I really met so many great people, but I have to just give Thanks and props out to our first episode at the lunchroom because they set the bar in Ann Arbor, Michigan, the lunchroom in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They set the bar so high for every other restaurant we went to. They were so accommodating and so wonderful to us. And the food was delicious. Um, Phyllis and Joel, the owners, were really just terrific. And we, Drew and I kind of looked at each other like, oh, gosh, I hope they didn't set the bar too high for everywhere else that we're going, you know, because they treated us so well and they were so happy to just be part of it because really this show is creating change and creating content and keeping it out there and showing what everyone is up to across the country. And they were so happy to be part of it, which just fueled our mission even more. Oh, absolutely. And, and so often when people find out I'm from New York, they say, oh, you have so many restaurants. And it's true. And I love what you do that you're showing. You don't have to be on some coast or in some great big city or a college town necessarily. I guess Ann Arbor is a college town, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah. But you you don't have to be in these places that people expect to be vegan meccas because vegan meccas are getting a lot more prevalent. Right. So when you were an actor, I'm just interested in this because my daughter is an actor. She used to tour quite a bit. And I remember how hard it was for her to get vegan food. She talked about going to one diner in the South and just looked at the menu and looked at it over again. And there wasn't a single vegetable. And she said, do you have any kind of vegetable? And and the server said, well, we've got fried pickles. Oh, my god. And goodness. so she had fried pickles. <laughs> oh, but oh. I think it's changing, even in just regular roadside kind of places. Is that what you see? Like, you know, you talk about these places that you go, but what about in between? Uh, it's it's what, what about when you're in between Atlanta and Vancouver? Right. Right. It, it is absolutely changing. There are, of course, some places that are still, you know, stuck back in different times. Um, but and as it changes, it makes those places even harder to visit. But along the way, 
you know, I'm definitely seeing while a place might not be completely vegan, they're certainly open to the options more. They don't look at you like you have five heads when you say, do you have vegetables? Do you have anything that doesn't have meat or eggs or dairy? Um, they're, they're more accommodating. They're like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. It's becoming um, easier for people to digest on the mainstream. They're, they're getting it a little more as opposed to looking at you like you're out of your mind. So, I mean, while it might not be right there on the menu, it certainly helps to always ask. And I find places to be a little more accommodating than they used to be you know, six, seven years ago, even when I was first starting out on this. Um, but you still run into a, a little snafu every now and then when you're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But I feel like even those places will start to catch on soon enough, you know. Well, I remember, and this was a long time ago, we did a road <laughs> trip in the Northwest. And we were in Wyoming, where, oh, you know, you can tough. just go for a long, long ways and not even have a town <laughs> Yes. a person. And we found this little roadside place. And, you know, I'd been having a lot of just kind of iceberg lettuce and dry right. toast. And right. we went into this place and they had right on the menu, I thought I was hallucinating, <laughs> avocado, tomato and uh, sprout sandwich oh my goodness. on sourdough rye bread. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I don't know to this day if it was some kind of mirage that didn't even really happen, but I think it really happened. I so, would be even surprised if I saw that today in Wyoming. I just went through there the last year and I found it I found it to be one of the more difficult places actually. Well, you know, I think in general it is, but sometimes, you know, when you expect miracles, life presents them. Every yeah. now, and now, I know you love being asked this question, and I don't want our time together to end without asking, if you could be one kitchen appliance, what would you be? Yes, I would be a <laughs> Vitamix, strong and powerful, and mix everything together. Oh, that's beautiful. I wish people who wanted to be Vitamixes would run for Congress. <laughs> I like the strong and powerful and mix everything together. Yes. Dustin, you are such a star. Tell us where to find the Vegan Roadie, where to find you, how to support you, etc. By all means, please check out veganroadie.com. You can also get me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Vegan Roadie. And we should have scheduled dates up on the tour page on veganroadie.com soon as well, so you can see where we're stopping with the cookouts while we're filming. Oh, the cookouts sound amazing. But we can watch season one. You can watch season one on the Vegan Roadie YouTube channel. We have nine episodes up there right now. Season two will premiere July 7th. Vegan Roadie YouTube channel. Okay, this is very cool, and I'm going to put all this on the Main Street Vegan show notes, so just go to mainstreetvegan.net. Click on podcast and you'll get a cute little drop down and that will give you all of uh, Dustin's info and where to watch the vegan roadie. Happy travels. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show, Dustin. All the best and thanks for all that you do so that we can eat better, travel better and have a better world. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. <laughs> all the best. Everybody else, have you ever wanted an eight pack? or a six-pack, or some kind of abdomen that you would like to bear at the beach? Well, guess what? Our next guest knows how we can all do that, I think. And you know what? Even though she is sexy, and she is gorgeous, she is vegan, and she's really nice, and you're going to love her, Ella Majors, right after this. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? 
Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Reverend Paul Hasselbeck, Reverend Bill Holton, and Reverend Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody. Just a couple of announcements before we bring on the lovely Ella Majors. I want to let you know what's happening on the Main Street Vegan blog this week. You just go to MainStreetVegan.net and click on blog. And there is the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful post from Colleen Hope Diaz. Uh, she's a graduate of Main Street Vegan Academy. She comes from Arizona. And it's called How the Love of a Dog Guided Me to veganism. Now, anybody who's ever felt the love of a dog, you know they can take you almost anywhere. And uh, a beautiful dog in Colleen's life uh, made her vegan. So that's cool. I also noticed that when I was looking at the notes for Dustin and saw that he's going to take off on vegan roadie tour number two, April 1st, that April 1st is also the first day of the three-day miracle in Texas, which is the Health Fest. So if you are anywhere close to Texas, or even if you're close to an airport and you could get to Texas, do check out thehealthfest.com. This is Marshall, Texas, the town that health built. We had uh, the mayor and, and, and first lady of, of Marshall on. Uh, they're the ones who went plant-based, and now the whole town is eating plants and getting healthy. It's really, really stunning. And an amazing cross-section of, of vegan experts. Dr. Barnard will be there, Chef AJ. It's just going to be a great good time. So do check out the Health Fest. And right now, I would like to introduce to you someone who is lovely inside and out, and that is Ella Majors, founder of the brand Sexy Fit Vegan. She's been vegan for 20 years. 13 years as a certified personal trainer. She has a master's in social work. Ella won the Fame World Championships in the bikini division, was recognized on bodybuilding.com as personal trainer of the month, and she was named among Shape Magazine's 50 Hottest Trainers in America. Her most recent book is The Six Weeks to Sexy Abs Meal Plan, offering readers a practical, easy-to-follow six-week meal plan with over 100 simple and delicious recipes. I have this book, and I can vouch for that. They are simple. They are delicious. 
And oh my gosh, it's inspiring to know that they come from someone who looks like this woman. And there's also a supplemental workout program. Isn't that cool? You know, there are, there are exercise books and, and there are cookbooks and health books, but to have the workout and the food and the recipes all in one place is brilliant. And uh, that's just going to help you work out to be lean and healthy and sexy and happy with yourself. Welcome, Ella Majors. Thank you, Victoria. It's such an honor to be on your show. I just adore you. Well, I adore you back. And I think I've shared before on this show that I know it's because I was a fat child and and young adult, and I've never just immediately trusted people with great bodies because the people (laughs) who used to bully me when I was a kid, you know, had Well, I don't know if they didn't have bodies like you, but they were thin. And so when I meet someone with a great body who turns out to be one of the nicest people on earth, I think it surprises me. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, that's so funny. That's so When I talk to you, it's like, she's so fit and she's so nice. Oh, you make me blush. And this, I mean, (laughs) I know so many of our wonderful vegan athletes who they've got the fitness thing going on and they're the best people on earth. So wonderful to be talking with one of them today. So tell us your story, Ella. What's upon a time? How did you get to be vegan? Yes, a long time ago. I was actually seven years old and I came home from school one day. We had learned about Daniel Boone in school. If you know who that is, it's a American folk hero who wore this infamous raccoon hat and um, talked to say he would have a shotgun and kill animals to eat, you know, like they did back then. And I told my mom, this guy was so mean. He killed animals and he wore them. And my mom changed my life with her answer because she told me she was just honest with me and said, you know what? We have grocery stores today. We don't have to do that, but we pay someone else to do it. Um, Kill the animals. And when I connected the food on my plate with the animal that it was, that was it. I said, I'm never doing that again. And I never ate meat again. What an incredible story. I love the stories of children who go vegetarian. Now, I have a story for you because this is really cool with the Davy Crockett connection. <laughs> Do you me. know that we have this feature film, Miss Liberty, which I had announced a few months ago that it was fully funded. Well, it's not, but it's partially funded. It's going to happen. It is truly going to happen. A wonderful family feature film about a cow who escapes from a slaughterhouse. Mm. The producers, it's Choice Films. It's a husband and wife team. The woman's name is Summer Crockett Moore. She is a direct descendant. I think it's great, great or great, great, great granddaughter of Davy Crockett. No. So Davy Crockett, you know, shot a bar at the age of three and all those things. But now his direct descendant is going to be producing a film about a cow who escapes from a slaughterhouse. So there wow. you go. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that's your the start of, of how you stopped eating animals. But then mm-hmm. you discovered, am I saying it right, Muay Thai. Yeah, so that was later. So I became vegan. Yeah, Muay Thai kickboxing. It's a form of kickboxing. It's the science of the eight limbs. So we use not only our fists for punching, we use our knees and our elbows and our shins for kicking. So it's the science of the eight limbs, which I discovered later. I became vegan at 15. So that was kind of the next step um, in my process. And I had learned about where all the dairy was coming from and the eggs. And at 15, I said, okay, I'm not going to engage in that either. Uh, So I went through high school and I'd always been into sports. But when I moved to Miami, I found this amazing Muay Thai coach who really kicked my butt. I, I mean, really kicked my butt, but I loved it. I just loved the challenge. I kind of, I was going through an emotional time. Uh, I had broken up with a fiance and that physical challenge and the physical pain. I mean, there's some pain involved when you're sparring with somebody else doing Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, it just felt very empowering to me. So I really have that coach to thank in part for the success I've had um, just I'm missing you, Ellen. Ella. Okay, we seem to be having a sound challenge. Jeff?
Can you hear me? I, I can now. Oh, I don't know what there, happened. There were minutes of silence, but what I'm learning down here is how what a, what a blessing. That's just a time to meditate, which is what I hope our readers did, or our listeners <laughs> did, instead of going somewhere else. So I got as far as you were saying that sometimes it can be painful when you're sparring with somebody. Yes, it's just the physical, mental connection that's made there that can boost your confidence and not just, you know, get you fit, but also really work on your mental state as well. Well, I know another vegan who does Muay Thai. When you come to New York, you'll have to meet her, Erin Red Grayson. She also has a, a podcast. And I mean, Muay Thai was just a major part of her self development, too. And she's just another one of these great, strong women of whom there are many. So you had all this going on. And then how did the sexy fit, sexy fit vegan brand come up? Yeah. So when I moved to Miami, I really got into the fitness thing and was training people and running some gyms. And, you know, I was kind of missing my vegan roots because that I, I have just this deep connection to animals is what, what it comes down to. I don't know if I was a slaughtered animal in a past life or what, but I am very sensitive to just the pain of animals. So that's always been a motivating factor for me. But I wanted to put it all together. So I had the fitness thing and then I had the vegan thing and I wanted to do something that more, was more of a lifestyle thing. And in Miami, it's kind of a sexy lifestyle and people don't think about being able to be vegan and have a sexy fun lifestyle as well and have muscle and fitness in your life and go out and do all the normal things that people do in in Miami and other places but also be vegan so kind of just getting it to the mainstream and that's when I came up with sexy fit vegan (laughs) give the people (laughs) what they want that's right (laughs) uh so so tell us about first the website like what goes on over there so we'll know when we go to sexyfitvegan.com what we can expect Yeah, so I have a blog on there with lots of helpful uh, recipes and tips. It's really meant for anybody that's just trying to start that transition. You don't have to already be vegan or even know anything about it. It's really for anyone who's just interested. You hear all the time, you know, how healthy a plant-based diet is. And you hear Whole Foods plant-based diet now pretty, pretty frequently all over the place. So Uh, I wanted a place where you can, anybody can go and get some tips to move in that direction and make those steps because it's all about baby steps. Most people are not going to turn vegan tomorrow. Um, So it's really important that we learn some baby steps to take and not get overwhelmed because that's what happens a lot of the time, the overwhelmed feeling that people get and just say, oh, I can't do this, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's very true. And I think even the psychological studies have shown that not just on going vegan, but on making any kind of life change, if you make a partial change and stay with it for a while, until that becomes normal, it makes it easier to take the next step. So I know in your fabulous new book, The Six Weeks to Sexy Abs Meal Plan, I mean, that is an amazing book. I love the food. I want to know, though, do we really get sexy abs from this? <laughs> Is there a way that you can just pull the abs out of the body and fix them? <laughs> yeah, let me get my hands on you for six weeks personally and let me see what I can do. No, I'm, I'm you know, when you make such important changes that are simple but doable and practical and you make them permanently, that's when you're going to see those changes that are going to last So maybe it's not six weeks that you're going to have a six pack, but you're going to be on your way and you're going to be on your way not to a yo-yo dieting where you're, you know, gaining weight and losing weight like so many people do. It's it's something that you're going to love so much that at the end of the six weeks, you're going to be on this track and you're not going to stop. But you don't have to think about that at the beginning. That's what people say. Ella, you know, I'm not I can't do that. I could never be vegan. And I say, that's fine. That's fine. Let's not worry about what's going to happen in the future. Let's worry about what's happening today and what you're going to eat tomorrow. Well, I think, Ella, that a lot of people get one half of the equation and not the other half. I was talking to a woman here at the retreat today who just looks amazing. I mean, this woman works out and she looks so good. And I commented on that and she said, yeah, but I don't have the food part. I eat really bad food. And for other people, eating good food is really easy 
But getting up, and as I was saying to Dr. Greger last week, lacing those running shoes sometimes just feels like each shoe weighs a ton. So how do you bring the two together? Well, you're very right. Every, everybody's got a different strength and challenge in their life to get healthy and fit. And for some people, that's the exercise part's really easy because you get this exercise high. And if you find something you really enjoy to do, so it's more of an active lifestyle. You don't have to do CrossFit or do anything specific um, for general fitness. It's about finding something you actually enjoy that you'll stick with. So that's important, but you can't outrun your fork is what I, I like oh, to say. You can't, yeah, you can't what outrun your fork. <laughs> yes, exactly. So no matter how much you know where you work out, if you are eating crap and eating too much and overeating every day, you're simply just not going to get the results you want. So both are so key. You need that lean muscle, number one, to help with your metabolism. You'll burn more calories just sitting on the couch the more lean muscle you have. So that's a that's a key. Lifting some weights is important. Using your muscles, gaining lean muscle is important, which I talk about in the book. Um, but okay, I've got a I've got a little uh, <laughs> a little tidbit for you. Do you know how many burpees? Do you know what a burpee is? I okay. do, but tell the listeners. Yes, so it's an exercise, very challenging exercise that uses your whole body. You start standing, you jump down in, onto the floor, flat onto your stomach, your chest and your hips touch the ground. Then you push up, popping up, getting back on your feet and jumping in the air. So that's one repetition. That's one burpee. So how many of those does it take to burn off three Oreo cookies, which are, by the way, vegan? <laughs> <laughs> you can be a junk food vegan. So do you have a guess? I don't have a guess. Over 100 for the Whoa. average person. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about when I say you can't outrun your fork. It's really important to have both components, the exercise and the diet. And you can get a lot of that from really all your books. In addition to the six-week sexy abs meal plan, you have a couple of eBooks on your site, How to Go Vegan, A Beginner's Guide, and How to Make Your Own Superfood Shakes, which is so much fun because I love any kind of food that has a super in front of it. Right. Although I suppose anything that grows and has a color is pretty super. It is. So um, Ella, I, I should have given out the, uh, the phone number earlier. If anybody has a fitness question for Ella, just give us a call 816-347-5519 but I want to ask you some of the questions that people ask trainers and ask <laughs> vegan trainers wow you're, you're the first vegan trainer I ever met uh, how do you get your protein <laughs> exactly that's the number one question how do you get your protein and my answer is plants plants have protein we don't think about it but we, but plants do have protein. So um, getting more protein is all about eating more legumes and nuts and seeds. Those have a higher percentage of protein. But if you're eating a whole foods, plant-based diet that's nutrient-dense in general, and you're eating a variety of different foods, you're going to get enough protein. We've got this misconception that we don't, we're not going to get enough protein, but we actually do. I do not do protein supplements very often. I do these superfood shakes that I talk about, and that's enough protein. And well, it's just about getting over that fear of not getting enough protein. It's a fear that we've had instilled in us our whole lives. We need protein. But do you know anybody sick right now from having a lack of protein? Nope. Heart disease and and excess yes. of food, yes. A lack of protein, exactly. not around here. Exactly. Now, you talk about superfood shakes. A lot of people talk about protein shakes. I think that word just makes people feel safe or comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes I think it it means the same thing. So tell us about some of your shakes. What do you put in them? Well, my superfood shakes, I throw in, and I talk about this in my ebook about how to make your own because you can kind of make your own base first. So you could use coconut water or almond milk, or there's flax milk now. There's all sorts of different dairy free milk uh, milks out there. You can use those or coconut water. 
as a base, then you can always throw in some greens, which I love to do because that's just an easy way to sneak in your greens for the day. Spinach especially has really not much taste, so you're not going to even taste them, so you don't have to be afraid um, that it's going to ruin the flavor. Then you can either add, um, you can even add coffee if you love coffee. This is any any way to get in these greens and these nuts and seeds, which um, the flax seeds and the hemp seeds are all possibilities to add into these shakes. And um, and then the protein powder is something that's really optional. And I say if you're if you're afraid of not getting enough protein and you're in that transition phase, that's okay. Use some raw plant-based protein in your shake. I, you know, we're taking baby steps here. So if you're, you've got that fear, go ahead and add some extra, extra protein in there. That's totally fine. And then you get your um, dates is a great way to sweeten your shakes. Dates without having any refined sugar, which is what we are really trying to stay away from. And um, yeah, the flax seeds and the hemp seeds and the chia seeds, all these seeds are great things to add in and you've got yourself a whole meal in a shake it sounds yummy and that's how I love to start my morning and I like when you talked about putting in the coffee I'm not a coffee drinker but I put in some powdered masala chai and Mm. you know sometimes in the winter I'll just go ahead and make some hot tea and have it with the shake so it kind of warms me up but when it's not cold out, I'll just put that tea right in the shake, and it's really, it's all yummy, all good. Yes, you, Antioxid- you have that kind of yeah. <laughs> so- Yes, exactly. The tea's great. And frozen fruit is great, fresh fruit and frozen fruit. A frozen banana uh, gets the shake to be thicker if you want something a little thicker. Um, so, yeah, any fruit and doing a variety of fruit throughout the week, doing strawberries one day and um, yeah, blueberries another day, peaches, mangoes, whatever's in season is a great way to, to get in your fruit as well. And that's an important thing to get over that you can't make a smoothie without a banana because I spent years going into the kitchen in the morning and if there was not a ripe banana or frozen bananas and it was like, well, I, I'll, I'll have oatmeal. You know, I can't make a smoothie today. But a mango has that same kind of creaminess as a banana. Persimmons in the wintertime when they're in season, oh. Fabulous. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And those chia seeds also, they if you if you right. let it sit just a few minutes, they'll mm-hmm. thicken that shake up real quick. That's true. So here's another trainer question, Ella. And this one it, it just makes me nuts because it seems to be getting worse and not better. You know, things are getting better in so many ways. People know what vegan is. People know about cruelty-free cosmetics. There's so much enlightenment happening, but there is still this fear of carbs. Just before I left New York, something there came on the the local news that that was just horrifying to me. It seems that a councilwoman has suggested a plan that just like the calorie count and the sodium count is listed on restaurant menus in New York – she wants the carb count listed. Her name is Inez Barron, B-A-R-R-O-N. If you want to look her up online, Inez Barron, councilwoman, and write to her, even if you're not in New York, just write to her from from Greece or Madagascar or Johannesburg or wherever you are and tell her nicely that carbs are good as long as they're whole natural carbs. They're not something to be listed so that people going to a restaurant would end up saying, well, gosh, I guess I'll have the bacon because it's lower in carbs. So what do you tell people, Ella, when they say, doesn't eating carbs make you fat? Yes, I tell people carbs are not the enemy. It's about the quality of the carbs that you're getting. It's all about what those carbs are. Are in terms of the whole food that they come from. So if they're not a whole food or if they're refined, then you stay away from them. If they're fruit, fruit has carbs, but it's a natural sugar that's great for you and we need it for the energy and we digest it very easily. And it does not 
spike our blood sugar, which is something I learned from Dr. Greger, which he's such a great resource. I just Isn't love he? him. <laughs> I got to meet him at, on the Holistic Cruise the other week, and he is just such a fantastic person and so much amazing information on his website. So I get a lot of, if I have questions, I go to Dr. Greger. But yeah, so fruit, fruit even you have this idea that it's going to spike your blood sugar because it's sugar, but no, it doesn't. It's great for us. So it's it's not about the carbs. It's about what you're eating, the food you're eating. Don't even worry about the carbs. Good advice. Now, some people still think, especially if you're someone who works out a lot, that you're going to be hungry all the time without animal foods. What do you tell people who ask you that? You're not going to be hungry all the time. <laughs> no, I no really. Um, you know, most people who eat a lot of meat and eat these heavy foods, you walk around with this heavy feeling. So when you stop doing that, it's not that you feel hungry. It's that you feel lighter. And it's this feeling that you're going to get to enjoy. And you just have to get through that first phase of where your body's transitioning and, and you're doing something different. So it takes some time to get used to it. But when you start to eat those nutrient dense foods, you're going to fill up and feel, but feel light at the same time. And it's such a great energizing feeling not to be bogged down with all this heavy animal protein and fat in your system. It's, it's something that you just have to give some time. Everything takes time and a few days just Give it some time and you'll feel so much better and not mm. hungry, not hungry at all. Yay. And, and you can eat a lot on a vegan you know, diet. <laughs> you can eat a lot. And I have been told, you know, that I shouldn't say that so much because nowadays with all the vegan convenience foods, right. you really can't eat a lot and just be vegan. But if you're looking to the vegan basics, the fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts and seeds – you can eat a lot. And of course, you don't want to eat a lot of nuts right. and seeds because they're concentrated. But they do have kind of a shutoff mechanism unless you turn them into trail mix where you got those raisins in there that kind of mean you can eat all the nuts on earth. <laughs> they just stretch mm -hmm. out. If you're just eating nuts or seeds, you get to the point of like, okay, you know, I've, I've had that now. Yeah. And, and, when we talk about eating a lot, it is you can have unlimited green vegetables. So if you're hungry, cook some broccoli. I'm saying that it will fill you up. And, and you can also find pro, um, products that have the same textures of foods you're craving. So instead of if you like that texture of red meat, a portobello mushroom grilled has that same texture. And sometimes it's the texture you're missing. So you find kind of what you feel like you're craving and what you're missing. And then you can substitute the foods out. So I always tell, tell people, don't just take away food from your routine. Take away food and then add something new. We often discover brand new foods we've never had before because we're taking away some of the foods we've eaten all our lives and adding something new. And it's exciting. It's like an exciting opportunity to, to discover new foods and new recipes. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah. And I think there is a desire for just solidity, you know, grounding kinds of foods and particularly when people want to be vegan and raw and then they sometimes overdo on the nuts and seeds. It's because they don't have the groundedness of, of the whole grains and the legumes. And a lot of right. the people in the raw food community say, you know, you're better off to be high raw and just get some of that, that uh, grounded nature of some of the root vegetables and, and beans and such. Now, you've mentioned the phrase whole foods, plant-based diet. And some people who espouse that don't like juicing. Now, you're down there in Miami where I would just think juicing would be all the rage. Where do you come down on that? On juicing. Um, I think juicing is a great way to kind of cleanse your body once, twice, three times a year even for a period of time, um, one day, two days, three days, five days, a couple times a year, I think that that's a really great thing to do. It gives your digestive system a break and we're not going to starve. We're going to, our body, you get so many nutrients from that juice that you're not, your body's not going to starve. And having a juice every day for in the afternoon for a snack, I think it's a great thing. You're taking away the fiber from the fruit and vegetables. But that's okay to do as long as you're getting the fiber in other foods that you're eating throughout the day. Does that make sense? 
it not only makes sense, I completely agree with you. And I love to have different opinions on this show and having people on who don't agree with me. But I have to say, when somebody says the exact answer to a question that I would have said, <laughs> it makes me feel especially good. So thank you for that lovely, juicy answer. So Ella, help us out a little bit on on the fitness side. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of sample people. Um, Okay, I'm going to give you uh, a a new mom. Let's say she's 32. uh, First child, she's just getting back into fitness. She's uh, vegan or nearly vegan, not quite to the whole whole foods thing, but she wants to get rid of the baby weight and kind of get back in the game. What kind of a workout program would you give her? Uh, Cross training, I do believe, is a really great way to whip into shape pretty quickly. Um, So when I say cross training, I'm talking about a combination of body weight training weight training, and cardiovascular exercise all wrapped up into one workout. So your heart rate is spiking up when you're doing these body weight and cardio exercises, but you're also building muscle when you're doing the weight part of the exercise. So it's kind of everything wrapped in one, and it's pretty intense, but it's a great way to gain lean muscle quickly while burning fat and um, calories. But also to combine that with, I really recommend doing some yoga throughout the week to add that to your, to your schedule so that you have that balance and you have the stretching of the muscles, which is really important to balance out your body and not get injured, which will just halt you from making progress. And, um, and then some cardiovascular exercise as well to add on to that some of the days when you're, when you're a little sore and you need to give your muscles time to recover, to go for a jog or do run stairs. I love running stairs. That's one of my favorite exercises. I, people think I'm crazy. But <laughs> jogging and uh, that sort of cardiovascular exercise to add into your weekly routine a few times. Um, that whole combination, and it's what I recommend in my book as well, that whole combination is really going to get you to get the woman that you're talking to where she wants to be pretty quickly. Well, now let's look at her mom. Let's say her mom is um, 55. She gained 10 or 12 pounds when she went through menopause and has not lost that. And let's make her newly divorced and wanting to get in touch with her personal power. What's her workout? I would say finding a great yoga studio would be a first step because yoga helps you get grounded and get your mind clear and finding a a yoga studio that offers different types of yoga is a great way to build strength in different ways um what kind of yoga do you like to do victoria i do aerial yoga and it's amazing because i was in um, a pretty bad car accident some years ago and and my neck to certain physicians who see the MRI is horrifying. <laughs> I really have some discs that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so I haven't done yoga inversions for years until, well, actually a year ago, April, when I discovered aerial yoga. And now I can fly through the air and hang upside down. <sighs> and and you build so much upper body strength because you've got to climb up, um, you know, that that hammock. So, yeah, that's the kind I'm doing these days. That's tough stuff. Good you know, you. it's it's easier than it looks, but I love it that people think it's so tough <laughs> because then it makes me feel like, yeah, I'm running with the big dogs. I don't just <laughs> talk to Ellen Majors and Rich Roll and, and Robert Cheek on my podcast. I'm mm. actually doing some of that stuff. It's good for the soul. Absolutely. Yeah, so kind of getting a fresh start with clearing your mind and and yoga does build strength too it it depends on where she's at what she's been doing in the past Um, if she's already been doing cardio and cross training weight training definitely to keep that up but I I think adding the yoga to get that mind clear and, and it helps you make better food choices as well when you're able to have that sense of calmness throughout the day and not making rash decisions because that's what happens. We get starving and we're like, I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat anything that's, you know, that's in sight. And if we have something bad in sight, we eat it. But 
having that sense of, of groundedness that you can get from yoga and meditation is a great way to, to, to start making better choices. Mm. Sounds perfect. Ella, you are such a delight. So let's find you all over the internet. Um, your website, sexyfitvegan.com. And Sexy Fit Vegan, you have got that branded Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. So I'll put all your social media on, on the show notes over at MainStreetVegan.net. Um, and now you're going to be speaking at the Seed Food and Wine Festival. Is that coming up or just passed? No, that's that's coming up in the fall. But it's something okay. to definitely look into ahead of time. It's such a wonderful festival, and I present there. It's the third year, and it's just an incredible festival with all sorts of great speakers, presenters, dinners, chefs, um, and it's something to plan ahead so that you can make it down to Miami and, and see me and go to the festival. It's like, awesome. Ah, yeah, as if anybody needs an excuse to go to exactly. Miami. <laughs> exactly. uh, thank you so very much, Ella, for being my guest today. Thanks also to Dustin Harder, the vegan roadie, and to uh, Jeff Comfort out there in KC. Join us next week. Next week, uh, March the 23rd, we're going to have Kathleen Kastner, who's just following up with what you just said, Ella. Her book is Yogic Weight Loss, and she's a lovely, wonderful woman that I've known for years. She is also the real deal. And then we're going to do something a little different. We are going to have on a very well-known interior and some exterior designer from California, Shannon Scott, talking about, hmm, have you heard of this? Vegan interior design. Really interesting. We are just infiltrating the world in the kitchen, outside the kitchen, in restaurants, in fashion. Oh, my, my, my. This is the time to be vegan, and I'm sure the animals are saying the same thing. Thank you all so much for listening to our show today. God bless you, and eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you heard the quote, dream lofty dreams, and as you dream, so shall you become? Your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. Do you have a dream that you've put on the shelf because it seemed too good to be true for you or out of reach? I hope you'll consider resurrecting that dream because you'll never really be happy until you at least try. The great visionary Walt Disney once said, All of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. At Unity, we believe that you have the power within you to realize your dreams by applying the proven spiritual principles we share. You will learn how to become the joyous, dynamic, fulfilled person you're meant to be. 
This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.